Welcome to the Faith Together podcast from the Center for Faith and Family at Olivet Nazarene University. If you believe that passing down Christian faith is essential for the next generation, you are in the right place. Enjoy conversations with guests who are faith practitioners, parents, caregivers, pastors, counselors, and many more. You'll enjoy practical tools and community for passing down Christian faith to your children and grandchildren. Today, we start a new four-week series that I'm very excited about, a series on Advent. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Leon Blanchett, and I'm here with Lindsay Bush. Lindsay, hello. Hello, everybody. Leon, I'm so excited about this new series. I know. And can you believe that like Christmas is just like right in front of us? I can believe it because I count down to Christmas all year, Leon. Like yeah. I was born for this this time of year. I uh, love it. Okay. All right. Well, that's great. Th- I know this season is really hectic for a lot of people. And part of what we want to do is give parents some just some really fun things that they can be doing with their kids that will make this season significant. Absolutely. And I know that as we look at Christmas and all that it brings, it brings a lot of things to mind. And so I thought, Leon, we could take some time during this series of Advent. And before we jump into what Advent is all about, maybe talk about a few things around Christmas that are favorites of ours, because we want to get to know our listeners more and more. And this is a fun way to do that. So I thought we would play a little game called Festive Four. Okay, Festive Four. Yes, on each of these episodes. So Leon, I'm going to ask a question of one of our favorite things about Christmas, and you're going to give me two answers, and I'll give two answers, and that'll make up our Festive Four answers. Oh, sounds pretty good. Okay. All right. So So where do we start? Okay, here comes the first one. Okay. Our favorite Christmas songs. Favorite Christmas songs. Yes. Okay, so the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, a goofy little thing that my wife and I have done for years that embarrasses our kids. So how about really? that? Should we start with that one? Start there, so yes. So I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> yes. And uh, n- not a real great, like, uh, Christmas, celebrate Jesus kind of song, <laughs> sure. but but one of those that when we would start singing it, our kids would give us that look, you know, uh-huh. you know, the kid look, right? Like, yeah. I cannot believe you're embarrassing me. Please don't do this in public. Yes. Like I want to go to another room pronto. Yeah. So <laughs> if I was to uh, share like my favorite, like church Christmas song or Christmas song that we would really want to reflect on it, I think my favorite would probably be Oh Holy Night. Mm-hmm. I just love the the imagery that that creates about Christ coming. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's probably my favorite one. Yeah. It tells the story, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it does. In a beautiful way. Yeah. Well, what about you? Okay. Well, because like I shared earlier, I love Christmas and I'm one of those who listens to Christmas music all year long. I'll put it on and just get into the Christmas mood. I love it. So are you a pumpkin spice person around Thanksgiving, around uh, the fall season as well? I am one of those. Okay, and, and like you you live your your summer waiting for pumpkin spice to come out, right? I can, okay, I can so, at times, Leon. Okay. Are so, you ready to kick me off the podcast now? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, no, that's fine, but I, I, it just, yeah. I love celebrating. It's just something that I look forward to. And so Christmas songs, it's really hard for me to pick two because there's so many that I love. But I would say my favorite traditional Christmas carol would be O Come All Ye Faithful. That's a good one. Yes. I love the chorus, O Come Let Us Adore Him. 
just remembering what the season is all about, coming back to Jesus. Right. So that that is one of my favorites. And then I sentimentally love I'll Be Home for Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It just, every time I hear that one, whether it's someone singing it or it's an instrumental, it just brings back all the memories of Christmas past. And those are really good memories for me. Definitely a sentimental song. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So love those two. Those well, are my favorite. that's a little bit about us. So now you're probably f- discovering more than you want to know about who we are. <laughs> but uh, what we want to do now is is move to this topic of Advent. So we started by saying we were going to do four weeks of a series on Advent. And for some of you, depending on what your um, church tradition is like, you may not be all that familiar with the concept of Advent. So Advent at its core is recognizing this more as a season Mm -hmm. than as a day. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so most of us celebrate Christmas Day, right? Right. But this is kind of a preparation Mm. maybe for for Christmas Day so that it's not uh, craziness throughout uh, the month until we get to Christmas Day and then we open our presents and have a good time together as a family. So the word Advent actually means coming or arrival. And so what Advent celebrates is uh, Jesus' arrival on this earth mm-hmm. as, as a baby. The wonderful thing I love about Advent is because of what the name says or what it means to, to the coming or arrival, it's not just um, the arrival of Jesus as a baby. Mm-hmm. It's also kind of an anticipation of the arrival of Christ's return. Mm-hmm. And so Advent kind of has this dual feel to it. So Christ has come, he's present in our world today, and he's coming again. So Advent kind of helps us keep all of that front and center in our minds. I love that it's not just about one day, as you're saying. It's not just about Christmas Day, but it's also not just about remembering when Jesus first came. That is a big part of it, but we are also anticipating him coming again. So it's as if we're living in between two advents. That's right. So it really is a time of anticipation, expectation, celebration. These are all parts of of what that is. And one of the things I love about celebrating Advent is uh, something that one of my heroes, Henry Nouwen Mm. says, uh, he says that God chose to voluntarily displace himself from his home to come and make his home with us. Oh, wow. And I love kind of that imagery of, of Jesus coming, not because God the Father said, get, you know, get down there and fix those people, but that he chose to come and become one of us and live with us and show us how to live life. Yeah, our Emmanuel, our God That's with right. us. That's right, God with us. That's right. So the tradition of Advent has been a part of the church for hundreds of years. Uh, as the church has gotten a little more contemporary, I think, and as we get a little more casual in kind of the way we do church, I think many of us have kind of forgotten this. And so why are we bringing this up? Well, I think this is a great opportunity to teach our kids about some of our history as Christians, but also to redirect our focus at Advent time. Yeah, and Leon, I think it's a great opportunity to practice in our homes. I know that Advent was a part of my childhood to a certain degree, but then as I got older, had my own family, it wasn't something we practiced all the time. But when COVID happened, it was something I returned to. 
because I was at home. There wasn't really very many places to go. And it really helped me to center around the true reason for the season. Yeah, that's great. I'm kind of a liturgical person. Mm. I like uh, ceremonial kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of these traditions that we're going to share, while they're just a few and there's many others, uh, these are some of the traditions that we've shared in our own home. So uh, let me share with you about Advent wreaths. So some of you attend church where you have an Advent wreath where a candle is lit uh, each week of the four weeks of mm -hmm. Advent. And so Advent uh, starts um, Thanksgiving Sunday this Yeah, this it actually starts no, a, a little the later after, this year. week after, that's right. It's yes. the week after. Yeah, the week after Thanksgiving. And then it leads up, of course, to Christmas Day. Uh, so the Advent wreath is a circle of greenery that kind of reminds us of... It reminds us of eternal life, that there's no kind of ending to the circle. Mm -hmm. and, then it's, and then it's surrounded by four candles with a single candle in the middle. And the four candles uh, represent uh, each of the four Sundays of Advent. So three purple candles mm -hmm. uh, represent royalty and then a pink candle. And it's somewhere along in the history of this event and no one knows exactly or no one seems to know exactly when this took place but that third candle was changed from purple to pink hmm. and we'll talk about that when we get to our third episode we talk about joy uh, but the four candles represent hope peace joy and love and then the fourth candle is usually a large white candle that sits in the middle and that's referred to as the christ candle and that's uh, lit either on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day, depending on when your church would celebrate that. So in our home, we light it on Christmas Day. Okay. So we start uh, every, every Sunday by lighting one of those candles. And we have uh, early on, we figured that this is much better if we have battery operated candles rather than I love that. real uh, live candles. And uh, that works really well. So we light one of the candles each each Sunday and leave that on. And then um, on Christmas Day, we light the Christ candle mm -hmm. and we read the Christmas story together from Luke. And that all takes place before we do anything else as a reminder of focusing ourselves on what Christmas is about. I love that. And that is something you do on those Sundays that's of right. Advent. Yeah. Okay. Very, yeah. very, very cool. Yeah. Well, So that's one of our traditions. I'm sure you have some. I do. I do. I didn't really grow up with an Advent wreath as you're uh, speaking about, but I did use an advent calendar growing up. So okay. we had a calendar that would count down to Christmas. Uh, however, there would be different scriptures for each day up to, up to Christmas that would tell the story of Jesus and what advent and Christmas is all about. And so I always found those to be really exciting uh, growing up because we would look forward to opening up but there was always like a piece of candy and then a little scripture would we mm -hmm. would read together. Uh, so now something that I do for our family is we give advent calendars and we give those out during Thanksgiving. So like this week and then they can take them home uh, and they can use them uh, as they count down to Christmas. Another thing I've found that's really fun to do, we do this more uh, in our church is we give the battery operated candles, as you were saying, in a little gift pack 
uh, as Advent starts out so that families can take some candles home and turn those on on each of those Sundays and then a little devotional or something that they can read together each of those Sundays as well. Because we know that it's a really busy time for everyone. And so it's nice to set apart uh, at least the Sundays of the Advent season if you're not able to set apart each day uh, to talk about a different part of the Christmas story like I did with the Advent calendar. And another thing that I've found a lot of fun uh, during Advent season is choosing a day to throw a birthday party for Jesus. So I always encourage families and kids to to talk about uh, Jesus's birthday and to talk about how Jesus came into the world and to bake a cake and to celebrate that together, whether that's December 25th. Now we know he wasn't actually born on December 25th, but the the idea and the the principle the purpose behind it shows kids that it's it's something that we want to celebrate together yeah so what we're sharing with you hopefully are simple little things that you can do without adding a whole bunch of new things to your busy life uh, but being intentional about some things that will help your kids be focused on what Christmas is really about so uh, one of the things we've we've do in our house <laughs> this is kind of a funny thing um, we w- set up a Christmas tree right uh-huh. so pretty traditional most people do that but we've kind of uh, this is the geeky part of me so we've kind of created we have two Christmas trees in our okay. house and one that's dad's tree and one that's mom's tree oh. uh, is kind of the way it's played out. And mom's tree is referred to by dad as the pagan tree <laughs> that has all of the regular ornaments, you know, things that the kids made when they were in school and pictures sure. and different things. And then the other tree is what is often referred to as a chrismon tree. Chrismon. Yeah, chrismon. It's a strange word, right? Uh Um, Some people may know it. It's similar to a Jesse tree. And basically what you do on this tree is you hang symbols that remind you of the Christmas story. Okay. So I've got with me here a few things that, that that we hang. So my wife got got me these for Christmas presents along the way. So they're just items uh, that are symbols. So like one is a candle for the light of Jesus. Another one is a cross. Uh There's a butterfly for new life. Uh, There are um, ancient kind of ways that crosses have been designed, a heart representing love, all kinds of different symbols. Thank you. That Mm -hmm. are hung on, on our tree, on the sacred tree the sacred not tree the, not the not yeah not, not the pagan not, tree. not the pagan tree <laughs> yeah and and that we don't really mean that it's kind of just the joke within sure. the family right sure. and then uh, the other thing that goes on on the sacred tree might be a surprise to people and those are emblems of the 12 days of christmas Interesting. So i don't know if you know this but the history of the 12 days of christmas is that it was created long ago to help kids memorize um, the articles of faith or the the theological concepts that are most important to the church so each number represented a different belief that we have that's part of the doctrine of of the Christian church. Wow. And so so they put it to this song. Okay. At least that's the the story mm-hmm. um, of how it goes. And it was a way to help them remember it. So I have all kinds of ornaments on the 12 days of Christmas that actually have some of the explanation of each of, so the four 
Is it four turtle doves? Is mm-hmm. that the right thing? Okay, so the four turtle doves represent the four gospels. Oh. Okay, so Matthew, okay. Mark, Luke, and John. Uh-huh. And so each of those items represent uh, a concept they wanted their kids to learn. I love that. Yeah. Such a good way to explain, you know, truths that might be hard for kids to understand in a, you know, really yeah. practical. Yeah, for sure. Practical way. So I hope no one thinks poorly of my wife because she has the pagan tree. But if it wasn't for her, all the kids stuff would be gone. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not really true. I love that too. But it's just become sure. this fun family joke that we have. Yeah, I love that. And this time of year, you have those family traditions, those things that that only your family understands because of the different different traditions that you share. Yeah. So one that I really love that I've found in recent years, Leon, as I've worked with kids and families, is I've heard a lot about the elf on the shelf and how uh, kids love hiding Buddy the Elf or wh- whatever your elf's name may be. And then every day up to Christmas, finding the elf and what does the elf have to say and using it as somewhat of a reinforcement of good behavior. The parents might use it that way. I don't know if listeners, if you've had any experience with Elf on the Shelf, some parents really love it and others do not, you know, because it can be a lot of work setting up the elf every day and finding him. But I found something a few years ago that I've shared with families that I think is really cool. And this is called the Christmas star from afar. And so I'm holding it now. It is a wooden star that you hide uh, every day up until Christmas in the Advent season. And then at the end of the Advent season, as you get to Christmas day, you set up a nativity and it comes with the kit, the Christmas star from afar. You set up the nativity and you put the star at the nativity where Jesus was born. And you see that the wise men are there too. And you see the shepherds and you see Mary and Joseph and the animals and everybody there. And it comes with a really nice storybook that just gives the story of Christmas. And even at the back of the book, it has some uh, scriptures that you can read each day to go along with finding the star wherever it might be. Nice. Now, another thing that we've talked about, Leon, before uh, around the Advent season is the three wise men. And I really love that with this activity of hiding the star, it gives an opportunity to share with kids that the wise men actually came later when yeah. Jesus was older. Right. Yeah. Probably a couple years later. Right. From best we can tell. Right. And so I think sometimes in our nativity stories and our, you know, nativity sets for kids and things like that, you'll see the wise men there and that's fine. And it's, it's a great symbol of, you know, Jesus following the star where Jesus was. However, you know, the more accurate telling of that story is that they came much later. And I think this activity gives you an opportunity to share that yeah. with kids. When we, uh, we have, I'm kind of a manger collector, oh. a nativity scene collector. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, most summers I take a trip uh, to Tanzania, Africa. I love serving there and uh, usually take students from Olivet with me. And every time I'm there, I look for a new nativity scene because they're all handmade out of wood and different materials. And if you were to come to our house at Christmas, you would not find any wise men near the, near the manger Mm -hmm. scene. Uh, Mm -hmm. You'll find them somewhere else in the room because they're still on the journey. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So as we're going through this, Lindsay, it just dawned on me that we've got some great resources here that our listeners may be interested in. So what we'd like to do, uh, what we'll plan on doing is putting some links to these items on our website. So our website is centerff.com 
as in Center for Faith and Family, centerff.com. And we will link um, some of these items along with the podcast there. So if people want to go back and listen to it again, it's available there on the website. Yeah. And you can see all these different resources that might be a fit for your family or someone you love. So I think you have one more tradition you want to share with us, right? I do. One more tradition. And that one is storybooks. I know that many of you love reading books at Christmas time. I am a collector of children's books and I love Christmas children's books in particular. Even when I have a bad day, I will go home and I will look for a Christmas children's book and I'll read it and it makes my day better. (laughs) So one of those things are, they're very dear to me and uh, a tradition that I've found over the years uh, in my own life and my own family and the kids and families that I get to serve is reading a different Christmas storybook every night in the season of Advent. So putting on those Christmas PJs, because you know, we have so many different kinds of Christmas PJs out there that kids love to wear. Right. And getting snuggled up by the fire or lighting that Advent candle or whatever it might be to build a cozy environment and reading a Christmas storybook together. Now there are a lot of storybooks out there that are Advent storybooks. So they have a different story for each day of the season that you can read. Uh, But any book can work. Any Christmas book that you have at home can work. And I would even say a children's Bible storybook Bible can work as well. And so I thought we could implement a tradition, a Christmas tradition here on the Faith Together podcast, Leon. Okay. And here's my idea. All right, go for it. For every uh, Advent episode that we have in this series, I would like to end that episode reading an excerpt from a children's Christmas storybook. Oh, that's great. So how about you tell us what the storybook is? We'll put it on the website so people will have access to it Mm -hmm. and give us a little teaser. Sure. Absolutely. So today I'm going to read from the Jesus Storybook Bible. This is an outstanding storybook Bible for preschool age in particular. Absolutely. Just a great, great storybook Bible. Yes. This is written by Sally Lloyd-Jones and goes through the entire Bible. But specifically, I'm going to read the section called He's Here from Luke 1 and 2. He's here. Everything was ready. The moment God had been waiting for was here at last. God was coming to help his people just as he promised in the beginning. But how would he come? What would he be like? What would he do? Mountains would have bowed down. Seas would have roared. Trees would have clapped their hands. But the earth held its breath. As silent as snow falling, he came in. And when no one was looking, in the darkness he came. Sure enough, it was just as the angel had said. Nine months later, Mary was almost ready to have her baby. Now Mary and Joseph had to take a trip to Bethlehem, the town King David was from. But when they reached the little town, they found every room was full. Every bed was taken. Go away, the innkeepers told them. There isn't any place for you. Would they stay? Soon, Mary's baby would come. They couldn't find anywhere except an old, tumble-down stable. So they stayed where the cows and the donkeys and the horses stayed. And there, in the stable, amongst the chickens and the donkeys and the cows, in the quiet of the night, God gave the world his wonderful gift, 
The baby that would change the world was born, his baby son. Mary and Joseph wrapped him up to keep him warm. They made a soft bed of straw and used the animal's feeding trough as his cradle. And they gazed in wonder at God's great gift, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Mary and Joseph named him Jesus, Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us because of course he had. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. May the Lord bless you, keep you, and give you peace. You've been listening to the Faith Together podcast from the Center for Faith and Family at Olivet Nazarene University. Sign up for additional resources at centerff.com. When building faith, we are better together.